Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And today I'm flying solo and I want to share with you 15 marketing and business growth tips and observations that will help you grow your HR related business. Now I've got these tips and observations from working with clients around the world in consulting businesses, tech businesses, startup businesses, but always in the HR sphere. So that's everything from diversity and inclusion to recruitment, talent acquisition, generalist HR services such as policies and procedures, that sort of thing, through to training, learning and development, uh, employee feedback, all that kind of stuff. So um, plus also I've done well over 150 podcast interviews with successful business owners, business leaders uh, from the HR world. And I'm always asking and curious to find out what has worked well for them and, and you know, tips that can help you develop and grow a better and more successful HR related business. So I've boiled these down uh, for today's purposes to 15 tips and observations. And yes, they're a little bit random. There's no particular order to these. Uh, I just want to get you thinking and maybe to reflect on some of these and think, well, where is our business in in relation to this tip or observation? You know, what can I take and apply to our, our own business? Or if you're planning to start one, how can I apply that to my upcoming business? So marketing and business growth observation for HR companies. Number one is a good offer is just so important. So a good offer is critical to the success of the business. Um, I've seen examples where you've got wonderful expertise and great marketing, all kinds of things like that. But if the product itself isn't appealing or attractive, you've got to rather than think, well, what other marketing should we be doing? Can we spend more money? Can we do more posts on LinkedIn, whatever it may be? Go back to the core of it and look at the offer itself and and reflect on, is it really addressing the core issues, the pain points, um, the needs of the target market, or do we need to adjust? In the tech world, they call it pivots, you know, pivoting to uh, realign and, and get it, um, you know, matching up to the, the target market's needs and wants. But with, without that good offer in place, you're trying to sort of, I don't know, wrestle a square shape into a round hole or whatever it may be. So really reflect on that one. Um, Marketing and business growth observation number two, it helps to understand the jobs to be done method. So this is very much linked to the first tip or observation, but the jobs to be done method is a, a marketing idea or a methodology or something whereby it's saying, well, what is the product or the service, um, what kind of job is it fulfilling for the person? Um, so that it, from a, a B to C consumer perspective, I remember uh, buying a water bottle back when one use plastic bottles were not the terrible things that they are now. But so I bought a, a water bottle and I went to stick it in the cup holder in my car and I realized, no, this thing is designed for gym people. So it's a really quite a, a chunky big bottle that does not fit into the cup holder, but it's got the branding and the logo and everything that's kind of um, 
portraying it as this is the bottle you take to the gym or a workout or something like that, which is great. It's, it, that was who I was aimed at. But the job f- to be done for, in my case was I need something to, that sits next to me in the car as I travel around for work, or whatever, uh, and I can consume it there and then. Um, HR software, what's the job to be done for um, a solo HR person in a rapid growth company? Perhaps it's around administration only. It's not necessarily around creating workplace culture and um, you know uh, raising the standards and things. It's just, I'm one person, I gotta get a lot of stuff done a system needs to take things off my plate. So the job to be done is removing admin and that's it. Um, so, I mean, I, there are lots of different HR companies. I, I've had Bamboo HR on there before on the show and um, Breathe and other ones. And where the focus is, look, <clears throat> you used to do everything via a spreadsheet uh, and that takes time and effort. Let's take some of that pain point away. But think about what's the job to be done? What's the person wanting to get off their plate, let's say? Number three, hustle still matters. Now this might be slightly controversial, but hustling the hustle. Um, so these days there's a lot of talk about um, uh, work-life balance, which is you know very, very important. And people are getting a bit sick of the whole hustle culture where I, you know, I wake up at 4.30 and I work out in the gym for two hours and then I'm, um, I call every customer or write them all on note via pigeon or whatever for two hours and then I work out again and then I go to bed you know at 2 a.m and I've had done all this hard work and people are kind of sick of that kind of um, self uh, promotional sort of uh, culture but everyone I've had on the podcast and the clients I've, hate, I've seen have such great success they do understand the hustle is necessary I don't mean working yourself to the bone or not thinking about work-life balance or getting priorities right but they are very much on the front foot taking action all the time and thinking, well, what else could I be doing? Um, so just be mindful um, that it's not just a case of I'm going to write a little post on LinkedIn and leave it at that for today. Uh, th- there is effort required and, and a degree of hustle if you want the business to be successful. So it it's not a case of all or nothing or one extreme to the other, finding that balance, but don't discount the hustle factor is what I'm trying to say. Now, marketing and business growth observation number four, improve services by removing pain points from your process. So this is a, a, an obsession of mine at the moment um, and has been for a while and it's gonna be for the next year as well, is how to improve services uh, that you offer um, that don't necessarily add more admin, time, effort, thinking space, for your customers or clients. So you might say, um, we offer, I don't know, culture change programs whereby you survey workforce and then you run workshops and things like that. And the person who's buying your service or has bought your service, suddenly they've got more work to do. Why? Well, they have to message all of the staff and tell them that this thing is coming. And then they're gonna get questions about that. So who's involved in this cultural survey thing and what's my involvement? And then the, the team leaders and the business leaders are going to be saying, well, how do I communicate this to my teams when they ask me in our team meeting? All this sort of stuff. So suddenly that person has more work to do, even though they're not the one doing this stuff. It's your service. So you need to think about how can you strip out some of those pain points and efforts, whatever they may be, um, to, to streamline it, pre- predict it, uh, and find a way around it. Um, so for, for me and our business in terms of HR marketing or marketing for HR related businesses, 
It's around having a lot more playbooks, template, templates, fill in the blanks, stuff done for you that's kind of just, you just take it and use it as opposed to guidance and videos that you need to sit there and watch and stuff like that, which um, is a pain point for people, time and effort. So think about how can you take away pain points, admin headaches um, to make the whole thing uh, more enjoyable and streamlined for the customer or client so that they get the same result, but for less effort, really. Now, number five, don't stress about shiny new objects. All the time there's something new coming along. If you if you think back to recent times, Clubhouse was gonna explode the whole business marketing world and it was just took off and it was a, a brilliant strategy the way they had the whole um, limited access, um, you know, early invite, having people queue up outside the nightclub kind of approach. Um, but don't worry about it. If you want to get onto different either social media channels or new opportunities, you absolutely can, but you're not going to miss out on stuff. If something's important and it's going to be part of a, a marketing strategy, it's not going away. So you don't necessarily need to leap onto new shiny new objects all the time. So stay focused, get your plan built out. Uh, and in a marketing budget kind of way, the way a lot of businesses might do it is we, we allocate budget and then we allocate, say, 10% for testing or new approaches. That's the way often, um, you know, business might budget out their marketing things. So you, you set out your budget for all the different activities, but you save a little bit to say, well, if a shiny new object comes along um, or if we think we want to test and experiment with different stuff, we'll, we'll have a little bit of budget allocated for that, but it's not the 90%. Okay, so um, just stay focused on your on your plan. Now, number six, everyone can market themselves in their own way. It sounds obvious, but what I've realized over the, the past few years helping clients from around the world uh, and having people on the podcast every week is that every business, um, they do market themselves in different ways. So I know some businesses, um, they love to take, for instance, team photos all the time, team photos in meetings, outings, things like that, and they share them nonstop. And it's genius because it shows them as real people. Of course, they mix it in with um, sharing you know, thought leadership and stuff like that. But it's a positioning thing. It shows them as humans and, uh, and you know, people that are nice to work with. And that's a point of difference because vast majority of companies hide behind their website uh, and there are no images except for a few LinkedIn profile pictures, that kind of stuff. But it's almost like a faceless company. So you compare that to this other one where it's got all of the photos of the team. That's an example of how they've positioned them. Well, they're using marketing to suit their own style. Others love to do podcasts. And, you know, we launch podcasts for businesses all the time um, and help them grow them all the time. Uh, that's a great way of getting thought leadership out there. Or you might prefer to write stuff. So that might be blogs, articles, emails, LinkedIn posts. Others love to do videos. Um, you know, I've had various clients and or podcast guests where they've grown their business specifically by uh, getting lots of short-term or short-form video content out there, particularly on LinkedIn, answering questions, things like that. So don't just look at another company and think, well, they're marketing themselves in this way. We need to do the same. No, you need to suit your own style uh, and suit your capabilities uh, expertise, time, budget, all of those sort of things. So, um, you know, you, we'll find the way. Certainly, if you want to work with us, then we'll help you shape that to the style that you need. Now, number seven, uh, on LinkedIn, the personal branding beats company branding. So, yeah, if you're Coca-Cola, you'll get a thousand likes or whatever on your 
promotional post on LinkedIn, but that's because you're offering a free can of Coke to everyone who, I don't know, shares the post or whatever it may be. But generally, um, people sort of obsess with getting more uh, attention on the company page. But realistically, that's not where most of the business comes from. It comes from the business leaders, the people within the company, sharing stuff on LinkedIn, commenting on LinkedIn, getting involved on LinkedIn as people, because people do business with people. So again, a bit like that previous tip, don't hide away behind uh, and, and be a faceless company. Get your branding out there, get your, your people out there, uh, and it will generate business um, easier than if it's just all company focused. Now, number eight, uh, marketing and business growth tip or observation is that I'm just seeing commoditization and tech advances continuing. So what does that mean? It just means this new technology coming along that um, makes some of the things that consultants do or tech firms do, it, it can commoditize it. People can access your services in different ways um, or they're getting turned into subscription services or online digital products, all kinds of stuff. So just be aware of that. I'm not saying change your business model or change your approach or anything. Just have that in the back of your mind and think, well, we can't do the same things forever in the same way. Uh, and if you are, then plan it out. Just be aware of it. But be aware of the environment, you know, just your, your classic risk awareness type approach. Uh, but that will continue. Number nine, don't view single marketing tactics in isolation. So let's say you decide to work on email marketing and doing promotional stuff. Then yes, if you're doing lots of messages out there and or you're, you're paying to get um, promotional email sent out through industry bodies, whatever it may be, you'll, you'll get some success doing that, but you'll get a far greater impact if you're aware of it before you start and perhaps You've done some stuff on the website, got some content available there, or you've got a LinkedIn promotional campaign or at least some content going out at the same time. Um, or if you're running a podcast, you're talking about that theme at the same time. So you're sort of packaging stuff up um, so that everything plays off each other and it strengthens every single piece of marketing or every marketing stream, channel or tactic. So don't just do stuff in isolation. You'll, you'll get some benefit, but it won't be as good as it can be. Now, number 10, watch your metrics. It just means watch your numbers, keep an eye on what's going on. So, you know, at the top, you've got your revenue, how much revenue is coming in on a, let's say, monthly basis. And you can then break that down into either clients, revenue by clients, customers. Um, if you're a SaaS, then obviously you've got different things to look at, the churn, acquisition rates, cost per acquisition, stuff like that. But at revenue, and then you might look at other core numbers such as um, new sales per month, um, how many sales calls or demos you're having per month, and then how many leads you've got per month, which feed into the sales calls, uh, and then website traffic, for example. So it's not necessarily around the whole, how many likes did we get on posts and how many followers do we have on social media, um, you know, they're indirect, indirectly connected and helpful, let's say. But really, you want to know, are we getting people to visit our website or our business? Are they turning into leads so that we can nurture the relationship via email or other marketing methods? How many of them are converting into sales calls or demos? Um, and then what's our conversion rate to get them to become customers or clients? What's the value of that? 
which feeds into the revenue. But if you're not watching those numbers, then um, it will you know, slow you down or it's probably not growing as fast or as easy as you, as you would like. Number 11, don't be afraid to get out there. So um, you know, I tell people that I didn't start my podcast for, I don't know, three months after I had first planned to because I, I was a bit of a chick and I thought, who wants to listen to an Aussie guy talk about HR stuff and HR marketing, you know? Um, which is crazy. Um, so I'm having a great time doing this and I've had such great feedback from people. So um, that's an example of just, you know, being afraid to get out there. For you, I, I mentioned earlier uh, on LinkedIn, people get far more interest and responses and generate business on LinkedIn than company pages do. Um, and so you, you should be aiming to get out there more and share your thought, um, your thought leadership, your opinions, even just stories. And if you want to do personal stuff, do personal stuff, but don't be afraid to get out there. I've seen businesses, pretty similar businesses, where the leaders of the business um, had different personalities. And I think that did affect the, the respective growth of different companies. So where you've got leaders who are not afraid to get out there and promote the business, maybe a brave way, let's say, um, they they grew faster. And then others, one where they just want to play it safe and maybe stay behind a corporate facade um, rather than the personal approach, then I don't think they grew as well or as fast. So I do think there's an impact there that people don't always see. So um, if you want to grow faster or easier, do, do um, get out there. And I'm not saying become like Richard Branson and do some nude skydiving or something like that, but just get, get out there. Uh, LinkedIn's perfect for that sort of thing. And then you can look at other channels if you wish. Number 12, there is no silver bullet. So your marketing flywheel is so important. So no silver, silver bullet. I mentioned earlier that, you know, all the different businesses, they all have different approaches when it comes to their marketing, what they want to do, which channels they use, how they combine them, all that kind of stuff. Um, but there is no silver bullet that says, okay, if we just run LinkedIn ads from now on, we're going to just grow like crazy. Uh, and there's reasons for that because it can reach saturation. It's hard to scale up stuff. You don't know what's going to work first. Um, and is it tying into what you're doing on your website and other streams of marketing? Um, and also the fact that other businesses are thinking of doing something similar. So it's a crowded space. So there's I don't think that there's a silver bullet and I've asked other successful HR business leaders the same thing. They've said the same. It is around having your marketing flywheel in place. So getting, you know, that you picture the flywheel where it's really hard to turn at first, but once you get that momentum by having a few different things moving, getting a bit more activity going, getting out there and actually getting that, um, you know, the process moving. Once that flywheel is moving, it starts to build up speed and momentum. You keep giving a little push here and there, but it starts to build up to the point where if you think back to those metrics that I was talking about, for instance, the website traffic to leads, to sales calls, to new customers and clients, to new revenue, that starts to just naturally increase and increase and increase. Um, but if you just focus on one thing, thinking it's a silver bullet, you won't get that effect. Number 13, uh, the results in advance approach is so powerful. So results in advance, that's basically, it's a bit like the the, the shops you you go to where they've got someone standing there with um, samples of ice cream, you know, outside the gelato store. And would you like a taste of this? And, and then you taste it. Oh, wow, I wouldn't mind buying some of that. So you, um, in the 
HR world. That could be webinars, live training sessions, um, resources that you've got where you get them, I don't know, questionnaires, quizzes, all kinds of stuff where they get the results in advance of working with you. And they obviously then get to experience some of your expertise and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's very, very powerful rather than just information brochures, stuff like that. Please have a sales call or that sort of thing. It's always much more um, of an, a stronger approach when you can get results in advance and, and get them thinking, wow, if we couldn't get this quick win with them, imagine what it would be like if we were using this service, using this software, whatever it may be. Um, but you can certainly um, you know, get the front foot uh, approach happening there. Number 14, don't be afraid of repetitive messaging. Um, so like, if you think of Twitter, right? Twitter, someone puts a tweet up there and it's gone within, I don't know, minutes or hours because it's drifted off as new things come along. LinkedIn's a bit slower, uh, but still, there's, there's a fear in some businesses to say, well, we, we keep talking about our services or we keep talking about a particular service line or a free resource or whatever it may be particular training session that we offer but it's so noisy out there people are kind of goldfish these days with so much going on I don't mean that in a bad way it's just that there is so much noise out there and distractions and busy lives that you can repeat messages and in politics like I think they say that when politicians want to brief journalists you want it so that the journalist almost gets sick of hearing the same message and they finally start writing about that particular theme or whatever it's the same with business. Don't be afraid of repeating the fact that, for instance, in our case, we do marketing services that help HR-related businesses grow. Um, you need to be keep talking about what your service is or if you've found a particular offer, whether that's a free or paid offer that works really well or a particular piece of content that works really well, whether that's blog or an ebook or a webinar, whatever it is. If there's something that works well, keep talking about it. Don't have to jump around and try all these different things if you found a winner. Now, of course, you can test and experiment and add new things into the mix um, to see if something else works better, like a classic split test. But at the end of the day, if you've got something that works, keep using it. Don't be afraid to keep using it. And number 15 is have a plan and work that plan. Too many, particularly new consultants uh, and consultants um, who've left the corporate world where they've been given work by their boss, basically. There's no need to go out there and find work or generate work and suddenly they're running their own businesses or if it's um, a services company that's been around a while or a new software company, there's a bit of that shiny object syndrome that I mentioned earlier. Let's try this, let's try that, let's try something else. None of it works, so we'll try something different again. You need a plan, preferably combined with that flywheel approach that I mentioned earlier, so that everything connects to the previous thing. So if we're gonna do some content marketing or some advertising, Let's make sure we've got our email system connected to that and that we're talking about the same thing in social media or if we're going to give talks around industry associations that there's a theme running through it and that we've got an offer and an automated process to back all of that up. Otherwise, you just sort of waste effort and then you wonder why it didn't work. So have a plan, build it out. We usually um, work to a 90-day plan review it and then then move on to the next 90-day plan we just find that works the best way that's how we work with our clients get that in motion and then stick to it just maintain activity maintain the accountability keep reviewing that keep reviewing your process and your progress and you'll get far more success than if you're just trying a bit of this and a bit of that
So they are 15 tips and observations that I've seen or wanted to share from all of our client work and podcast interviews and other things like that. If you want any help with growing your HR related business, then please do go check out getmorehrclients.com. Look at the services options there and you can see how we can help you with this kind of stuff. Or if you want to discuss you know, what options are available, please do that. But otherwise, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.